welcome welcome this is made for more a monthly podcast um targeting women of god this is uh pastor maima moore who will be your moderator and your host welcome we as women of god we are made for more welcome last month we spoke about the fact that the goal of or the result of our progressive transformation into the image of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, is that we will bear spiritual fruit and fruit that will remain. We discuss, we look at John 15, 1 to 5, where Jesus tells us that he is the vine and we are the branches and that by abiding in him, we will bear fruit. In fact, he tells us that the will of the Father is that we bear much fruit. Women of God, none of us should be satisfied with the degree to which we are bearing spiritual fruit, but we are to press into becoming more fruitful. We saw that the way to bear fruit is to abide in Christ, and we look at the two dimensions of abiding which is to progressively take off the old man, the flesh, and simultaneously put on the new man, which is the divine nature. As I said, to modify the old man, to put him to death by strengthening the inner man so that the life of Christ can, in um, parentheses or in quotation, ooze out of us and manifest more and more. We identify two categories of fruit that we are to bear. The fruit of the recreated spirit, which is what we call the fruit of the spirit, and the fruit of good works and works of power. Today, we want to look practically at how we can put on the fruit of the recreated human spirit and next month, God's God's willing, we will look at good works and works of power. Galatians 5.22 lists out for us the fruit of the divine nature in us that we are to manifest. They are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith or faithfulness, meekness, and self-control. These attributes are what should be manifesting as fruit through us as branches on the vine, Jesus. Now, if you have been in church for any length of time, you already know these things. Most of us can quote it without even thinking. However, just because we know them does not mean that we are producing them in our lives to any great measure. I said it before on one of the earliest editions of this podcast. Many of us, and I have been guilty also, have just settled comfortably in the level of metamorphosis or transformation that we are in. We have reached a level where we have put on enough of Christ to be, in quotation, good Christians. No, 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 we should never settle. Let us go on to perfection, constantly growing, 
changing and being transformed. And remember, as I said last month, this is not something you can produce in and of yourself. It is by abiding in Christ, by putting on Christ. As a young believer, I struggled in this era of putting on the new man because I thought it was something that I had to do. But as I have grown in grace, the understanding that all I have to do is acknowledge who I am and what Christ has done in me, and by so doing, the Spirit will go to work in releasing the life of Christ is very, very liberating. Today, let us look at a practical example by looking at the fruit of love. How do we bear the fruit of love? First of all, we will examine what the Word of God says about this fruit of the divine nature, which is agape love. We know that the first fruit of the Spirit as it's listed in Galatians is love. And we know that the very nature, the Word of God reveals to us that the very nature of God is love. And because we are born of God, as 1 John tells us, we have His love nature. The Word of God tells us in Romans 5 that the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts. In Ephesians chapter 3, starting from verse 15, it tells us that uh, um, the love of God, that we should know the height, the depth, the length, the breadth of the love of God, which passes knowledge. It's even a prayer that the Apostle Paul is praying that they will, that they will know that we Christians, okay, even though he was talking to those in Ephesians. So these are things we are to know. And in Philemon 6, it says, the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in us in Christ, we should acknowledge it. So since we have now seen what the Word of God says, of who we are concerning love, then we must constantly rehearse these things. We must constantly tell ourselves. One of the things I constantly tell myself is, listen, I am a love child of a love God. Okay? So we must know these things. And then we must pray, as the Apostle Paul said, pray that Ephesians prayer. I believe it's from Ephesians 3, 14 to 19. Pray it all the time over yourself so that you can grow in the revelation of the love of God. In 1 Corinthians 13, the Bible gives us the characteristic of love. God's love is patient. God's love is kind. God's love does not envy. It does not boil over with jealousy. It is not selfish. It is not arrogant. It is not boastful. It does not keep an account of wrongs done. It is not irritable. It's always ready to believe the best of every person. So you see, as I rehearse these things, when I find myself being irritable or unkind or maybe not ready to forgive someone who has wronged me, then I know right away because I have read, I have rehearsed, I have meditated, then I know that I am not walking in the love of God. I am not allowing His love to flow out of my inner being and affect my attitudes and my actions but rather i am yielding to the flesh so i just need at that time to begin to rehearse in my mind and out of my mouth who i am 
And so it's, it's so simple that as you do these things, it just become a part of you. And as we do them, I guarantee you that the love of God that is in our spirits will begin to flow out and we will be flooded with this love. In Ephesians 3, when Paul says um, that we may know the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height, he says, so that you will be filled up with God. But how come you got filled up with God? Because you got a revelation of his love for you and his love in you. That love flows up and fills up your being, and you now become an instrument of his love. The more you know this, the more you say this, the more you pray this, the more you will see you put on that attribute of Christ, which is the attribute of love. I want to just uh, briefly go over with you um, what I do it regularly, but I don't. It's regular, but it's not uh, every day, but I regularly um, take 1 Corinthians um, chapter 13 and I take the amplified version and I begin to say it. So that's what I want to do. So I will say it this way. God's love in me endures long. God's love in me is patient, is kind. God's love in me is never envious. God's love in me does not boil over with jealousy. God's love in me is not boastful or vainglorious. God's love in me does not display itself haughtily. God's love in me is not conceited, it's not arrogant, it's never inflicted with pride. God's love in me is not rude, it's not unmannerly, it does not act unbecomingly. God's love in me never insists on its own rights or its own way. God's love in me is not self-seeking. God's love in me is not touchy, it's not fretful, it's not resentful as women. We need to say this thing over and over. God's loving us is not touching. It's not fretful. It's not resentful. God's loving me takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffer wrong. God's loving me does not rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness. But God's love in me rejoices when right and truth prevails. God's loving me bears up under Anything and everything that comes, I confess over myself that God's loving me is ever ready to believe the best of every person. So when somebody comes telling me something, some juicy gossip, guess what? God's loving me is ever ready to believe the best of every person. God's loving me hopes are faithless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. Then I remind myself that God's love in me never fails. It never fades out. It never becomes obsolete or it, it never comes to an end. So I confess this, like I said, I don't do it every day, but it's a regular part of my confession. And then you will begin to see that the more you do it, when you find yourself now yielding to the flesh, all of your spirit will arrive. Ooh, it will be like a warning bell. No, 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 no. Remember, God's love in you endures long, is patient, and is kind. Now, we are all a work in progress. 
I'm not saying that I always yield to the love of God, but the more I do it, my sister, the easier it has become to allow this love of Christ to flow out of my spirit, to ooze out, like I like to say, and to go to others. And also, as I do the other spiritual disciplines of praying in the Holy Ghost, even of worship, you see, what worship does, it, it, it brings the manifested presence of God. It brings that presence of God that is locked up in your spirit out into the, uh, over you. And so the more you worship, the more you are enveloped in that presence, the more you will be aware of the love of God, the more his love will be manifested in your own life. But then that love, it will be easier for you to manifest his love, his love to come out of you. So let's practice these things. Let's strengthen our inner being. Let's go to the word, discover who we are. I use the example today of love, but you can do the same thing for joy. You can do the same thing for peace. You can do the same thing for gentleness. And I can hear somebody say, why? This is quote unquote work. I thought you said it was effortless. Well, there's always a, our part and a God part. The God part is to is to transform us. Our part is to do our due diligence of applying ourselves in his word, applying ourselves in prayer, applying ourselves in worship, bringing ourselves, our mind and our will and our emotions under the control of the life of the spirit. But then as we do it, these things will begin to flow effortlessly out of us and we will see ourselves bearing the fruit of the spirit. And remember, we say that the goal of transformation into the image of Christ, my sisters, is that we bear fruit. And the, the first fruit, or let's say the fruit that encompasses all of this other thing, is the fruit of love. We have to be manifesting the love of God. We don't want to be walking in works of power, but then we are not walking in love. Jesus, everything that Jesus did, he did it flowing from a heart of love and a heart of compassion. So transformation, fruit bearing, we must bear the fruit of love. And the woman that God will use in this end time must be a woman who is exhibiting progressively, increasingly, the fruit of the love of God. First of all, she must be aware of how much she is loved by God with a deep revelation of the of the length the breadth the height and the depth of God's love but then she must be an instrument through whom this love will flow out of her to reach a lost and dying world she must bear the fruit of love Jesus's desire God the Father's desire is that the earth be filled with the knowledge of his glory but what does this mean this means that god wants jesus all over the earth but the way jesus will be over the earth is when jesus is being manifested out of you and i he's coming for a church that is glorious without spot and without wrinkle people who have put on the image of Christ. The word of God said creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
Well, the first manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God is that they will be bearing the spiritual fruit of the recreated human spirit, the divine nature. And we say the very essence of the divine nature is the love of God. So let's come together. Let's continue this joining of transformation. Let us not just be satisfied with where we have reached, with our level of love, our level of joy, peace. No, let us get into the word, discover who we are. Pray and let the Holy Spirit transform us into the image of Christ. For it is the will of the Father. I pray this was a blessing to you. God bless you. I love you and see you next month.